Hey, everybody. Welcome to Pale in Comparison, a proud member of the Doof Network. In this podcast, my sister uses her knowledge of the other verse to take a look at Pact, the only Wild Bow web serial shorter than the Bible, and I try to not give away any spoilers. I'm Jenny, and Malia convinced me to read Worm. I'm Malia, and Jenny convinced me to read everything else. This episode, we are covering Histories, Arc 7. Before we get into that, however, I'd like to issue a spoiler warning. This podcast is filled with pale spoilers. If you don't know whether Edith ever fucks off and leaves Matthew alone, and don't want us to tell you, stop now, read Pale, and come back to this podcast. As for Pact, there will be full spoilers through the chapters we are covering. Hopefully the answer is yes. (laughs) (laughs) Ah! (laughs) Uh, But anyway, um, we have a lot to dive into, and I have to apologize in advance. I'm feeling a little under the weather. So my energy might not be that great, but I'm going to try. So <laughs> um, I'm going to try to force some energy in there. Um, basically, our summary, really lazy summary, but I'm not feeling well. So that's my excuse. Um, we look at the effects of Blake's erasure. Yay. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Yay is not a good response to that, really. But uh, what do you think of these chapters, Malia? <laughs> Do you have another poem? No. Oh. We we had a lot of poems last week. It's we just did. like, what even are histories anymore? Like, I was just like thinking <laughs> as I was doing my notes, like, what is this story and what is its structure and what is the history if something is happening now? What is time? What is perspective? Mm. <laughs> that is way <laughs> deeper than- I was expecting um, oh, thoughts and feelings that I don't fully I think, understand them. I think that Blake, this whole Blake thing really has hit you like <laughs> really h- fucking hard. I've spent <laughs> a shit. year thinking about this man. And um, now no one's thinking about him, unfortunately. You know, I just, it was me and Blake against the world. One of my, one of my, one of my predictions was that both me and Blake were going to be really paranoid and upset by the end of the story. <laughs> and I'm so sad. <laughs> me, me and Blake were together against the world. And and now it's just me. And I don't know where we're going. And I don't know what's going on. And I'm upset. I was talking to Malia uh, before we started recording, basically asking, like, how's the updating, like, the prediction tracker going? Because um it's hard to keep that up to date you know um <laughs> she's saying she's like i think like one or one to two arcs behind unfortunately um but what, what were you saying malia just to <laughs> just like so i'll go in and um kind of update whether the predictions were right based on the current chapter in the podcast i just haven't filled in all of the predictions that i've made um because i don't want to miss something i say in the middle of an episode so i have to pay attention kind of carefully but um so many of them last week became no's because it was like, Blake will do this. Like, Blake and Rose will go into Johannes's domain. And, like, maybe Rose will still go there, but Blake won't. So that one's wrong. <laughs> like, there were just so many where they're just like, <laughs> Blake will do all of the Western rituals. And I think what I meant was we'll see them all in the story. But the prediction was that Blake would do them. Hmm. And he won't. <laughs> and he won't. Uh, well... <laughs> that's that's rough um i'm sad i mean 
Yeah, you're just going to have to see how the story goes, Malia. But yeah, <laughs> I guess it does seem like a safe bet to say that, it. you know, it's kind of a hard, it's pretty safe bet to say that uh, Blake's like gone. gone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll talk about that also. Um, basically, yeah, I think so. But then Wild Boat does something and I don't know why he did this, but it's fine. <laughs> Just, are you hold, are you trying to hold on to hope? Or are you I'm just trying like, not to. <laughs> trying not to, because you know that like it's gonna just be like I feel like he's like dangling painful. something in my face that I'm mad about. It. <laughs> what is he dangling in your face? Oh, we have to get to the end of the chapter. Before All right, I can talk about it before you can talk about it. <laughs> okay, well, we're gonna start by talking um, about the, basically the this chapter starts about um, talking about a chapter in classifying others, fiends, and darker beings, which it ends up being written by Grandma Rose. Yes. Um, I don't know how to spell fiends. This is going to bother me. No, they both look wrong. The I-E that, or the E-I. I think that's right. Okay. Um, so when like, I opened this No one chapter, can look at the spelling anyway. That's true. <laughs> unless you like spell it out and be like, hey guys, this is how I'm spelling it on our notes. Just threw me <laughs> off. Um, but yeah, I, I was ex- I was hoping this chapter was going to be like Rose from the time of her creation through like now, and we would get like explanations for what she was thinking and feeling and going through like briefly and what she knew and when did she know it and um you know that's like what I w- wanted and so then it was like the the demons of the first choir the blim, 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 blim. I was like so mad I was like I don't fucking care. <laughs> I don't want to read a textbook. I'm so mad. This goddamn perspective is this. I want to get to the point. Um, and I calmed down. <laughs> and then I read it. And um, I mean, it's just, it's really interesting and sad. And it's just Wild Boat being like, this is the Void arc. And we're going to talk about it. <laughs> um, I mean, it's cool thinking of like the universe, the, the other verse, as you will. Um, and how it was made and the different forces that surround it. Um, mm-hmm. And it's interesting kind of that like demons are sort of, it It almost seems like some scholars in this universe think that demons are unnatural, but that like doesn't really make sense. Um, mm-hmm. They are an aspect of nature and of order and of whatever, um, even if they suck and try to like fuck with everything. Um, and it was f- the whole like, casually like yeah maybe the universe as we know it is just the stuff that the like darkness demons haven't eaten yet <laughs> it's like what the fuck <laughs> and you just casually throw that out there and move on i mean i guess what else can you do but it was just like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah. um yeah yeah and she goes in and she like you know name drops these like fucking horrifying examples where mm-hmm. there's you know, it's the wild bow thing of world building, but also this could be ridiculous stories. Um, someone's venom eats you slowly and all of you. And if you don't quote unquote, destroy your relationships to others by unforgivable means. <laughs> yeah. Then after you're gone, those people will be so upset that they will just stand still and stare into the distance until they die. <laughs> yeah, like, what the fuck? 
Um, so that sucks. Um, <laughs> that also just like, because presumably the first people this happened to didn't know what was going on, right? And so then there were just a bunch of other people who were like stuck staring into the distance. And then eventually maybe people figured out, oh, if I like make you mad at me, then. But like, it's not just like mad at, it's destroy relationships by unforgivable means. And I, I like feel it. like, yeah, like part of it being unforgivable is that they can't know that you're doing it because you're being destroyed by a hell demon. Because I feel like that's forgivable. <laughs> right? Like, if the reason that you're doing it, if I know that you have, like, whatever, like, you know, done, like, murdered my children or something just totally awful, right? But you yeah. did it so that I wouldn't, you know, die a horrible death or whatever, demons, um, then maybe I could forgive that? <laughs> I'm gonna be honest, Malia, as a mom... <laughs> like it wouldn't matter to me like if you told me you murdered my kids because you were trying to save me from a terrible fate like i wouldn't be able to forgive you even if, what if i was also trying to save your kids from a terrible fate maybe but i don't i mean like it might be like logically i'd be like okay maybe that was the better thing to do maybe i understand it but like i don't know if i'd be able to forgive it anyway sure but that's fair mm-hmm. um but like, yeah, it's just a lot. That's that's a lot. Um, yeah, like you'd have to do some pretty fucking vile things, uh, which that sucks. Right. And it's to like everyone that you like know and love that you have to be awful to. And that sucks. Yeah. Um, and then there's like the the lantern and the bell. And it was like, it makes you blind and deaf. And I was like, OK, like lots of people are blind and deaf and they're fine. But it's like, no. (laughs) Like, you become so blind. So I'm not sure if it's like you become so blind that your hearing becomes so magnified that you, like, hear everything that doesn't exist in that plane of existence. Or if it's, what like, this exact specifics were hard, but you you are opened to the true void. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Basically closed off to everything else except for the true void, I think. Right. In terms of perception. Yeah. Which that sucks. <laughs> all of these are bad. Um these are all bad. Yeah. <laughs> they are. Yeah. And then later there's like the Corazon, Koran, Koranzon, Koranzon, whatever. Um, if he talks to you a group of people three times, they are all gone but the connections are still sort of there and like the universe tries to make sense of them so they become this like weird mess um Mm. sort Mm. of interesting thought but yeah so there's just a bunch of like bonkers shit uh that grandma rose talks about that's nuts right like it's just like how common are demons right like they gotta be not that common or something i mean you hope the name drops like four of them (laughs) you hope that they're like all bound somewhere well i mean you're gonna say no more just that like you'd hope that like the type of people like practitioners that would uh summon them would be fairly rare i don't know if demons Mm. themselves are uh sparse or not interesting yeah i mean i guess like the abyss or whatever plane they live in that hasn't been like exactly determined in my mind yet um there could be a whole bunch of them just like chilling somewhere and they 
have a hard time getting to the mortal realm or whatever. Um, and they need, yeah, just like they have a hard time managing it. Um, it's just mm-hmm. like, how did like the splinter end up in that factory and shit? You know, like, like, I don't know. Thoughts. It's pretty spooky stuff. Yeah. Um, I was, I also interested that Grandma Rose wrote this because I remember her early on talking about Bar- Barbatorum or something being like, yeah, he's kind of a goblin or something. I don't like to like draw fine lines and put things in boxes. But then this whole text is about drawing the line between demons and other scary others. And that was really yeah. interesting. Um, I mean, I think that she would say an important thing is that, you know, if you know whether they're a demon or not, you can then know what sorts of things may or may not work on them or what sorts of, you know, like I, identification is important, but I thought it was interesting that she writes an entire text about it when like, when she's yeah. talking about Barbatorum, she's like, oh, don't classify them. <laughs> that is interesting. Yeah. I mean, I think it's safe to say that Barbatorum's like pretty, fits pretty well in the demon category. Mm-hmm. <laughs> at least i hope so because if not the demons must be really, really bad. bad i mean even uh, if so they're still really bad but yes <laughs> um yeah um so then she talks about these factors right so like she's like these are some things to think about when you're thinking about distinguishing between demons of the first choir and other bad shit that do similar things so if you have a demon of the first choir, you have, like, you cannot retrieve the stuff that is destroyed, right? You can replace it with shit, but you can't retrieve it, right? So I think that, like, you know, the universe tries to fill in the holes that um, darkness demons leave. Um, mm-hmm. And that's kind of a replacement thing. But, like, once that thing is gone, like, that thing is gone. Um, it's gone. It was also interesting. She really goes into, like, if it looks like a demon is growing or spawning or whatever, like that is an illusion that like mm. we just can't wrap our minds around because mm-hmm. the only thing that these demons can do is destroy. They cannot create. Um, that is interesting. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing was like, like bouncing off of that things that seem like are created by the actions of these choir demons um, these darkness demons or whatever is it's not them creating it's other shit trying to rectify it so they talk specifically like um bazooili <laughs> i'm mm-hmm. so sorry <laughs> um his uh victims i guess like physically f- there's a physical void and th- so there's statues made from his victims but it's not that he like turns them into statues or creates anything from them. It's that there's a void and the universe is like, ah, fix it. And like the mm. ground is like, okay. And the ground itself like flows up into that space. That is the space that the person used to occupy, which is like fucking cool. <laughs> and bananas. And I feel bad for the ground. It's just like living its life. Feel bad for and every once in a while, the universe is just like, fix it. And it's like, oh fuck. Like, it's doing its best. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> and yeah, so and and uh, everything that you're thinking or creations or thinking or like whatever is just like your brain trying to find patterns. Um, mm-hmm. We like patterns 
and we like finding meaning and that's what our brains are doing when it comes to this shit but like Mm -hmm. it's not really happening or like it's not the patterns aren't necessarily there yeah um yeah so it's it's, like yeah what i think it's very sweet that you're you have empathy for the ground (laughs) i just imagine being like oh fuck (laughs) okay i'll do it the ground's probably probably not sentient so you probably don't have to worry that much about it but you know it, it could be so there's definitely like dirt spirits or whatever i bet i think dirt spirits are probably usually and like rock spirits and stuff are usually just like asleep basically they're just like super sedative and so when you know the powers that be or whatever is like fill the void they're like oh fuck <laughs> but then they probably it's interesting get to go that back the to air sleep, doesn't right? just do it yeah but it's cooler that the ground has to i don't know that is cool <sighs> um maybe the air and the ground are like fighting to be cooler and the ground is like i'ma do it and it fills in faster than the air does i think you're maybe thinking about it a little too hard <laughs> yeah that's fair um patterns i'm finding a pattern okay um i feel like she's like here's the rule for distinguishing these demons from other bad shit but then she doesn't really i mean it's just like <sighs> when the first choir takes away from existence nothing is created to replace that thing but maybe like other shit something might be created or something <laughs> yeah at best we find a pattern in the chaos <laughs> mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. um i wish she was a little bit clearer about like and these other things cannot xyz or whatever so that i could figure out but um I mean, this is, you know, we're thinking about what happened to Blake. We're thinking about, like, the existential fate that Blake has faced where he no longer exists and is irreplaceable. Um, But also, the universe will try to fix it and will try to make it better. And, like, did she use Laird to help see the future and know that Blake would be eaten by this void demon and therefore make Rose so that the universe would like put Rose into Blake's spot because that would be the best way to fix it. And that's why Laird wanted to keep Blake alive for a little <laughs> bit longer because something, something Rose. Is this another prediction? <laughs> Apparently I just came up with it. <laughs> it sounds um, pretty good. Um, yeah, it sounds actually sort of logical. I don't know why Laird would give a fuck or whatever, but you know, I mean, yeah, but he might, he might, maybe there was something up with Laird. All right. So now we go to Isadora's point of view. Um, I, okay. I went back a little bit on my frustration with Isadora. No, no. Okay. So I was like, Oh, I officially don't like her. And I'm still like, I don't really know how I feel about her. Like, I feel like I've mellowed a little bit, but like, God, I hate that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it's frustrating. It feels like she could do so much more and could have done so much more. And she did some. Um, and I yeah. don't really get why. Um, right. Like, she's like, I had gutted him to buy time. And I'm like, okay. Like, you, you, you wanted to buy, like, time. And you gave him karma. And I'm not sure if that was through, like, slashing him across the chest or whether that was through other sphinxy means. But, whatever she tried that and then she's like and maybe his karma like led him to here because like you know people were helping and supporting and like doing the thing um so that sucks and she seems 
to really not want Rose to be the heir. Um, I'm not sure why. <laughs> um, hmm. But sh- sh- yeah. Um, her mind is a lot. It's like, you know. <laughs> yeah. She just thinks a lot about stuff and about the world and about existence and about shit and just like, Bleh. It's a lot. Um, yeah, I think when I was thinking about people thinking of the demons as unnatural, I was kind of thinking about Isadora. Um, she's like, I'm all about like questions and answers, riddles, whatever, whatever. But she says like the demon was unanswerable. Um, mm. This like thing outside of Isadora's perceived natural order that she's trying to protect and sustain. Um, but she doesn't, I don't know. I mean, like she can't, she doesn't want to risk being eaten by the thing and that's fair. Yeah. And she doesn't want to risk fucking with the binding and that's fair. But like, I don't know. She just seems to suggest that demons are not natural, which is fascinating. Um, mm, Cause mm-hmm. they probably are anyway. Yeah. Um, she talks a lot about like, <laughs> and I love him. Nice. <laughs> the first thing she says is he was trying so hard. And I was like, Oh my God, I hate this. <laughs> Uh, and then later, after he disappears, and she's like, she she'd called him her li- her little warrior. I like started crying. Like the second time I read it, I'm just like really upset. Like, ugh. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I love Blake. Anyway, um, and she talks about the fool a lot. Um, we have known since arc three that Blake was associated with the fool, and it's just so good. Um, yeah, and. Luckily, we get Isadora to really break down here, like, why it's so good. Um, mm-hmm. You know, instead of a boy with a dog, it's a young man with a sparrow. Um, mm-hmm. He's not staring up at the sky, but he's staring at these windows. Um, he's not walking off of a cliff, exactly, but he is walking forward, like, afraid to stop. Um, he's carrying gas containers instead of a bundle on a stick. But also, she talks about this, like, notion of responsibility that he has. Um, a man when facing death aspires to finish what he started. The idea that he feels this responsibility to make the world a better place because he had decided that that was what he was going to do. Um, and he, um, yeah, I guess keep talking about the fool. Um, the fool is like the ace in a pack of playing cards that we might be more familiar with. So depending on the game, it can be the highest card or the lowest card. Um, so Blake could be powerless or powerful. And, and you know, this out, the outcome of this fight with this demon would either, like, be success or, like, you know, horrible failure. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, Blake. Um, yeah, it's so annoying when that she's like, you know, oh, I guess maybe I sort of, you know, caused him to think that he was going to die and therefore pushed him into this situation. I'm like, yeah, bitch. <laughs> Like, obviously, Blake was kind of like, yeah, people want to kill me a lot. But, like, at this <laughs> point, like, there's the Bahames out there or whatever. But, like, the contest is at a standstill. Like, no one's attacking him. Like, he's just doing his thing. Like, he doesn't need to do this right now. I think that a person who didn't believe that they were going to die soon would maybe wait to face something like this. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. You know, get, get more power, get more resources, get more knowledge. Um, one of the very frustrating moments with this was when Isadora like expands her, um, 
perception or whatever and realizes that like the demon's not in the factory the demon is like buried into the core of the earth or whatever the fuck like not quite that far but you know just like like he's like deep below right and like that this plan won't work yeah um because he doesn't just have to burn a basement down he has to like you know whatever the fuck and it's like bitch if you just figure this out like 10 minutes ago like we would not be here right now and like i don't know if she couldn't have figured it out 10 minutes ago because the demon had to be more active or whatever but i'm upset (laughs) yeah oh it sucks um because like yeah this plan like wasn't (laughs) going to succeed in the first place um even if blake hadn't died or whatever i'm just gonna say died most of the time because it's easier even if it's not accurate um but yeah um god and then she gives blake luck and like that's frustrating because like (sighs) i wish it had helped i wonder if it had helped evan um escape maybe Mm, maybe um God, and then things that make me like love and fucking hate Isabella or Isabella Isadora is when she says like poise was important in moments like this. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> like, no, it's not. I hate you so much. Like that's ridiculous and wonderful, and I fucking hate you. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? Um, god damn it. Well, because she might. You could argue she might be thinking like you know <laughs> for the spirits and all that poise and like showmanship and all that uh, i guess but like her poise was just sitting there and like backing up slightly like she didn't fucking she's trying to yeah <laughs> but she's trying to look like you know i don't know regal or shit <laughs> right oh <laughs> uh, that's her <laughs> um uh... yeah um but she the wrongness so when blake is eaten she manages to to mitigate the effects of that um mm-hmm. like she doesn't remember any details or whatever about him but she knows that he was a man and that he was the thorburn practitioner um and so she's able to remember like kind of a lot that's like, kind of a lot right yeah um like i think she also remembers that rose used to be like in a mirror world um and i mean she knows he's related to Paige. like she knows a lot of shit um and i think it's interesting that like the connection the level of connections uh makes it less likely or makes it harder to remember the person but also Mm -hmm. i don't know if anyone else could remember like this and it seems odd that she can um Mm -hmm. but i guess like she can't remember things about well, she remembered the little warrior thing. God, I was dying. Um, I don't know. This yeah. seems weird. Um, I don't. I don't know how to explain how she can remember something that's been eaten by or Luxavor. Um, is there something of, like about sphinxes in particular? You think? I guess. I mean, she says like one of her duties was to remember. Um, and so, like, part of her nature is to like counteracts this thing but it just seems like if you're eaten from existence well but um i don't know one thing is like it's interesting to me um how things are rewritten in other people's minds like maybe she's just able to like deal with the rewriting and the making sense of things better than other people um because i mean we get to it later but like 
the whole truce between the astrologer and the sisters is like completely gone, even though yeah. like Alexis was supposed to help and stuff. You know, like there were more than it wasn't just Blake involved. Um, but like, nope, gun gone. And that seems to have like a wider reaching implication than I thought it would have. Um, and so maybe she's just able to like hold on to things better. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so then she's like, oh, Maggie's gone. She'd been gone for a minute. I'm like, well, <laughs> but we'll see Maggie soon, I guess. Um, and the demon tries to get out with the fun power surge of eating Blake, I guess. But then he can't. So that's good, but also bad because he wants to get out, obviously, I guess. Um, and with the resettling of reality, Rose appeared. Um, so I think Isidore at least knows that Rose wasn't a thing physically um and she says a damned shame quite literally and i'm like is this a shame because rose is here is it a shame because blake's gone is it a shame that blake's gone because now rose is here is it just damned because like she was made up with the help of a demon like is rose this bad why do you hate rose what else do you know about rose what is happening <laughs> i mean could it just be because she's a diabolist and considered damned or um but she's not yet <laughs> i mean blake didn't become a diabolist officially till he made a contract with pose and i mm -hmm. don't think rose has done that yet mm -hmm. i mean she basically well, is but you know who knows maybe you'll maybe it'll make sense later <laughs> maybe not but um yeah I, and i think it's interesting that yeah rose doesn't realize she was mirror girl She's just like, yep, I'm Rose. I've always been Rose. And I'm like, ah, <laughs> dying. But we'll get to that also later, I guess. Um, and then we get to like the worst part of this fucking bit where I thought Evan was going to die. Um, where she's like, oh, yes, the familiar coming to pieces because it forgot that it was supposed to move on, which it promised to do. And so he's not moving on, but there's nothing to power him because the bond is gone. Yay. <laughs> And like Tiffany gets like a fucking sentence. She's like, I don't remember that bitch's name, but she's crying and I she doesn't know why. And then we just move on. I'm like, okay, like fucking Tiffany. I feel so bad. Um Yeah. Yeah, and then Ty's like angry and trying to figure out why he can't remember, like what's wrong with his memories. Like he's trying to remember Blake, but he can't, and it's freaking him out. And I hope, you know, somebody helps him. Although Isadora could help him. Um, she's like, they would all invent memories to fill the void, or they would just live with it. And, like, I could help, but they could also just do it themselves. I'm like, bitch, walk over. Yeah. Like, just and go say, fucking talk to them. By the way, <laughs> this is what's happening. Like, if you're going to tell Paige, like, God, you're such an asshole. Um, whatever. <laughs> um, yeah. Fucking Paige. All right. Well, after this, we go and see from the perspective of the eye. Fuck. <laughs> um... Yeah, one of the first things he says is burning to death hurt. And I'm like, cry me a fucking river. Like, I don't care. Like, <laughs> go away. Um, I, it seems like the reason that this section exists is to show um, one of the things Blake was making better in the world, kind of. Um, it seems like his presence was preventing bad things. Um, I mean, so if the whole con test i always say conquest if the whole contest hadn't happened like the eye wouldn't be sitting here waiting to fuck shit up i guess but also he's like 
Conquest is going to deal with Blake, and then I'm going to get to burn a bunch of people. And I'm like, that doesn't make sense. Like, why? 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 Why is that the plan? Mm -hmm. Um, Because then he's like, forgets about Blake. And so he's like, when Conquest deals with something, I can go burn everything down. But I don't know what the something is. And so I'm going to go burn everything down now. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, I hate this. Um, And so I don't really get what is up with why that was the logical chain of connection of like once he fucks with deals with Blake, he can go fuck everything up and i don't really get like probably because that's what he wants to do i guess yeah maybe conquest would have been like all right come back like like and like what is the where it does the i live what does the i do normally does he just sit around like waiting to like destroy shit like why is he content with his life <laughs> is he what what does he do this is kind of random but i want to go back to the very beginning of this because again yeah it didn't really so you're like burning to death hurt and you say cry me a river um (laughs) do you think what what was he saying do you think he's talking about that he was burning to death and that hurt or do you think he was talking about feeling the sensations of everyone else burning to death and that hurting is that what you're saying or I mean, yeah, even just being like, oh well, every there's screaming heads, arms and bodies thrashing in pain, raw throat screaming, burning to death, hurt. <laughs> um, like I was I, th- when I read, it, I took it as like, well, yeah, those bodies are all screaming and stuff because burning to death hurts. Hands extended over the burning contents. Oh, that's interesting. If normally he just like looks like a homeless guy, like warming his hands. Um, I assumed that that was his experience. Mm. so you assumed it's his experience where i assumed it's his observation right so interesting i wonder um yeah because i mean he does talk about how he remembers everyone who he's killed basically um sure so maybe that is what he was thinking of Hmm. that's what i thought i mean to me it didn't really make sense that he was saying yeah i'm feeling all the pain right now it was more like his observation of watching everyone he murdered die but i mean that maybe <laughs> so i was kind of like yeah i was just like what do you mean cry me a river but that makes more sense since that was your <laughs> thought um yeah okay thank you for clarifying because yeah i don't want to be a sociopath or whatever sure <laughs> it's always good to a good goal to not be a sociopath or a um, psychopath or whatever yeah um but yeah, and then this section was like a lot longer than I feel like maybe it should have been, and I don't really get it. Like, like he'd given up worrying a hundred years ago. The screams of the burning were the only thing familiar and natural to him now. Um, and then like the traffic light feeding back information, and there was a change, and the eye hears the sounds it needed to hear, and I'm like, what the fuck? And I don't get it. And he's like, old memories, and I'm like, I don't get it. So I don't get it. Um, yep. All right. Um, <laughs> I think he's just like contemplating on, you know, what he thinks the future is for like humanity. everybody, humanity. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, you know, might just like to hear himself think. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> All right. Um, do you want me to go to the next person then? Sure. All right. The next person we look into is Diana or the astrologer. Yay. <laughs> um, 
So she's like, I can finally sleep because there's a limited truce between her and the sisters um, that Blake at all helped with. And so she wakes up because she's like kind of freaking out and she's freaking out because she's like, how dare I let myself sleep? Like they're going to come destroy everything because Blake has been erased and she doesn't remember that he was going to like do this truce. Mm. Um, And again, like, I mean, I guess Alexis's role was that she would answer three of the sisters questions or whatever. Um, And Blake was the one who was like, I will try to do this. Um, But it still seemed kind of wide in terms of that. Um, It sucks that she doesn't really get the rest that she needed. um, Diana here. Um, And I just love her. And these, you know, this makes me love her like even more. (laughs) Um, It's true. Yeah. She's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, Doug is such a sweet name for a mentor. <laughs> yeah. She's like, Doug. I'm like, oh, this hurts. <laughs> um, and yeah. So then, so she's like, oh, like, I need caffeine. So she goes to the mugs, but there's no mugs left. And I love this life hack where she's like, I don't own very many mugs because that way I have to wash them and they don't pile up in the sink. And I'm like, wow. Like, <laughs> <laughs> fucking concept that's incredible um i think it's interesting based on the whole like yeah um hospitality angle you know like she has enough to serve a group of people right i mean i guess she couldn't fit that many more people into her apartment or into that space not apartment um so it works out but it's pretty funny and yeah so she's like oh let's clean these mugs and there was one mug too many, and she's like, oh, they'd been going to the factory, and she realizes that one of them, you know, was erased from existence, and it's so sad. It's really and, sad. Yeah. And she had given one of them Doug's mug, and she knew she wouldn't have given one of them Doug's mug unless she really liked them, um, and that was, but she couldn't remember who she had given it to, which means that it was Blake, um, and he's gone, and she knows he's gone, and it's so sad, <laughs> I'm so sad. Yeah, that fucking sucks. I know. That's well. Then we go ahead and see the Bahames. <laughs> oh fucking shit! Okay. <laughs> um, I don't know what their plan is to deal with Blake, but they're like, let's let's do it. And I I appreciate that Duncan was like, I don't want you children in a line of fire again. Like <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, like fucking Laird would do. Like that's you know. If there's one good thing I could say about Duncan in this story, it's literally that. Um, and I'm confused. Is he head of the family now? Is he just head of this like group of children who are in Toronto currently? Um, we'll see, I guess. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. Um, he managed to save a bunch of the clocks from his fiance's house, which is hilarious. Um, and also she didn't want to stay with him like while her house is being fixed. And I'm like, good fucking get out. Like, he fucking sucks. Like, uh, so it seems like she's gonna leave him. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Good for her. I know. Because um, that's a fucking hot mess of a situation that she wasn't oh aware of. Oh my god. Yeah, like one, he kind of sucked. And then two, holy fuck. Like, things you should talk about before marriage. Seriously. <laughs> like, was he planning? What was his plan? What was his plan? Was his plan to tell her about the practice at any point? Like, <laughs> yeah, oh, fucking hell. And like, uh, any yeah. kids? Was he gonna like just 
bring his kids into it without fucking telling her about it. Like that shit's fucked up. Yep. <sighs> but yeah. So then Blake is eaten and I'm a little confused. I don't remember the names of all the children, and I guess that's part of the problem. Cause like was Owen Laird's son um why does he call Duncan uncle if Duncan is Laird's nephew? <laughs> When were there twins? I was just like really confused by this part. I don't know. It could just be like, because you know, in Hawaii, like we always call people auntie uncle. Like it it could even just be something like that. Or like he's close enough to uncle. Right. Like Like, it makes sense to call like your adult adult family members who are, yeah, like uncle and aunt and whatever. But it was just sort of, it really threw me off because it was like, you know, everything changed. And then it was like, uncle twins we are going back and i was like what the fuck is happening but then you know i almost thought for a second that like duncan had replaced laird in the context of the universe or something um but i no i don't think so (laughs) um and because the the owen is like oh you're coming you know to jacob's bell and so you know we haven't just gone into like nuts crazy town where duncan came with them from jacob's bell in the eyes of the universe or whatever the fuck so yeah um he's like it's done which i guess dealing with blake is done because blake doesn't exist anymore which yeah um and i hate him and i uh and he's going to jacob's bell which means he's gonna be around in the story and i don't want that because he sucks and i miss laird yeah (laughs) laird was fun uh well we'll see maybe he'll well we'll see um next we see the sisters yay um the more i see the sisters the more like cultish and creepy they feel um when she's talking about like the initiates and how Mm. they're gonna come into the group eventually and they'll see a practitioner practice and then they'll receive their rings and it just it feels weird um yeah yeah um and so she's on the phone with this guy who i think owns like a plow business or something because she's like i can get basically like i can get you a city contract if you do all this shit now and fire 20 percent of your staff and yeah repaint all your fucking trucks or whatever and i'm like uh but she's also gonna pay for the repainting of the trucks um and it's like this is to help with her potential lord claim which is kind of cool um, in terms of like you know ties to the city and the groups within an infrastructure of and running of the city help um and that's kind of cool but it sucks that it's like in this gross system like the amount of like she's like look over your employee files in bed tonight and i'm like what and then she's like yeah. you're gonna see all these problems and it's like are you just i mean she had that has to be true is it because magic like <laughs> or is it because this is just inevitable that people like really suck or whatever. Um, it feels more like magic and that she sucks. It does seem like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, they want the torch spirit back, but Blake's going to help with that. Maybe um, either, you know, they'll, the demon will be gone or Blake will be gone, which is gross. And I hate like the way that she expresses that. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, I mean, being worried about Diabolus taint is fair. Um, and Blake is unpredictable and practitioners hate that. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, um, God, 
Yeah, so she's thinking about her lordship strategy, right? Where she's like, I don't have to fight with Diana right now, but I do want that thing back soon. But in the meantime, I'm going to like deal with ties to local business and accrue more power and like deal with the shepherd in the eye and then like everyone else will kind of get in line and it'll be chill and maybe we'll like indoctrinate emily or whatever the fuck and then like disappears and it's like this like weird reset and she's like what was i doing oh yes i was trying to murder that woman in her shack thing that's right gotta get back to that i'm upset and again it was just like life is worse when you don't exist blake (laughs) (sighs) then we go to the shepherd after that yeah, so apparently the shepherd, like, feels every time the e- demon eats someone and is like, yeah, you know, if the universe worked the way it should, like, everyone should be able to hear that scream throughout the whole city. But also, if the universe worked the way it should, everyone should be able to hear my scream, like, throughout the globe. And I'm like, okay. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, little, it just... That's a little dramatic. <laughs> He's just, like, kind of a piece of shit, and he knows it, um, and that sucks, because um, he doesn't do anything to try to help the people disappearing or whatever. He leaves, like, you know, Evan and people like that um, stranded, and there's these three children, question mark, Benny, Laurel, and Andrew, who he's, like, I, I don't know if these are the children he's, like, telling himself he's gonna go look for, even though he knows he won't. And I'm like, what the fuck? And then we just move on. And like, I don't know if this is an instant, this whole chapter, right? It's either like, I mean, Rose is going back to Jacob's Bell, right? I think that we are in large part going back to Jacob's Bell. But there's a whole bunch of hanging threads here, right? There's the astrologer and the sisters. There's this thing about the dude's children. There's the eye who's burning down Toronto or whatever the fuck. Like, there's a bunch of stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. Paige is still here. Um, I don't, I could see things kind of coming back to Jacob's Bell, um, but I could, I could see, I could see all this stuff still mattering, or I could see it just, like, disappearing and never mattering again, and I don't really know what way we're going. (sighs) Yeah. In the way that he, I mean, Wildo likes world building, and he likes stuff where he throws out the names of, like, five demons and, like, their specific horrible things that they do, and maybe one of those will come in handy, and maybe it won't. And maybe this thing about the shepherd and these three kids, like, will be an issue. And, like, mm-hmm. maybe it's never going to fucking come up again because it's just random background on this man. And I don't know. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll find out. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Be one by the other. Um, now we get to Rose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Rose doesn't know that she was uh, in a mirror. <laughs> um, Isadora said that. And, uh, I think that's true. Um, She talks about the closest she ever got to making friends on this one camping trip was just like commiserating about being gross. And I'm like, God, Rose, you're so fucking bad at making friends. Why did Grandma Rose make you like this? Like, Blake had friends. Like, what the fuck? Like, (laughs) well, I mean, she might have had friends at some point. She just said on that camping trip. I guess. But yeah, I mean, that isn't really painting a great picture for that. Yeah, I mean, it just feels like how Grandma Rose didn't have friends. Um, mm-hmm. They just feel very similar. Um, but yeah, and so she's just, like, describing the sensation of feeling with nerves for the first time. 
without realizing that's what is happening to her. And that's fascinating. Um, hmm. I think she thinks that maybe, like, the it's just something with the demon or something, but she's, you know, like, overwhelmed completely because she's never felt wind or sun or anything, even if she has, like, fabricated memories of it. Um, and she recognizes that everyone around her is a step removed from her. Um, I'm not sure if she definitely puts together that, like, the person who was in there who died is the person that connected her to all these other people. Um, but there's that realization that she's separate, which she, like, I feel like Rose was self-conscious or something. Like, I feel like a defensive mechanism while Blake existed the past week was to not be nice or friendly to his friends because they're Blake's friends and like me. Yeah. Um, and so like, it's bitter in the ass. Right. Like it's, it's partially her fault that, like, if she had just, you know, like, been like, oh, hey, lol, if you like Blake, like, I'll probably like you. We're very similar. Like, let's ha- let's chat. Um, I don't know. Like, she could have made some connections the way that Evan, I think, did with Ty and whatnot. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so she does have them from the jugs because the note tells her to, and that was good. <laughs> but this fucking note. Okay. <clears throat> So she says, I was supposed to explain things so I wouldn't be too lost if it goes wrong. And I'm like, is this like Blake asked her to explain things? Um, Because she's like, I'm not doing that. It's better if we don't know. And so I think maybe she and Blake had like talked about it. And he was like, yeah, if I get fucked, like write a note to yourself so that you know what's going on. Um, And she's like, no, it's better if I don't remember the fact that like I exist because this person you know, his reflection was used to make me and blah, blah, blah. Um, and it's like, oh, all these people around us, there's sort of a connection because Blake, but she doesn't, you know, say that exactly. And like, they should be yours. And I'm like, that's a weird way to put that. And she's like, yeah, you can manipulate them using that and the chaos. And I'm like, that's weird. Weird. And then she's like, but that doesn't mean you should. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> right, like, what am I supposed to do with this? Um, like, like, what, 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 um, what? And then she's like, there's nothing here for us, you know what the next step is. And I'm like, why don't you, like, spell it out a little bit more? Like, if you're in the mirror world and Blake lives and you're still in the mirror world, no one can, like, find this note in your pocket, right? Like, you know, really yeah. powerful beings could, but we're Just not- Just fucking write a step-by-step <laughs> play, right? Like, right, right and she's like she trusts herself enough to know that she'll know what the next step is but she also seems really torn as to whether or not she should like ruin all of blake's friends lives or something like i'm like what do you want to do with these people like they can't practice like they you know they can barely practice they don't know shit like leave them alone what i don't know um so that's fun and then but yeah she's like you know what the next step is and then she thinks to herself like i'm such a bitch and I kind of love that, but I am also like Rose. Like you're so fucking close. Like it's right. You're right. You're right there. Like you don't have to be right. Like you can acknowledge that that was a bitchy thing to write. And I guess I mean like I'm happy she's going back to Jacob's Bell. I guess that makes me a bad person. But like, what does she have to do in Toronto? I mean, like I don't know. Like uh, I don't know. It doesn't make you a bad person. Uh, I've been wanting to get back to Jacob's Bell for so long, and the first person who's like, I'm going back to Jacob's Bell is like, I'm a bitch. <laughs> I'm going back to Jacob's Bell. I'm like, damn it. Um, I mean, pre- hopefully she could help. 
I mean, okay, so if she had written a note that was like, that was Blake, blah, 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 these are his friends, you know, that that's his familiar, like, do nice things, whatever, that'd yeah. be cool. Um, I'm also, I just still want to know, like, what does Rose know and when did she know it? Like, what is Rose's purpose on Earth? <laughs> and also, how does Molly being dead in this universe but maybe or maybe not being dead in rose's universe like fit together um anyway i really hope we find all this stuff out okay um and she's like y'all can come with me if you want lol and i'm like what like (laughs) will they i don't know and then she's like there's feathers um and luckily she's like bird and i'm like oh it's just like it's tragic that like the familiar bond between Blake and Evan was so strong that like all of Blake's con- or all of Evan's connection to like anyone else was like funneled through Blake. Um, so yeah. it, that connection being severed, severed everything else. Like they don't know who Evan is. And it's just like, ah! but he's still alive. And Rose is like, we can fix that fact that you're dying. Um, yeah. I'm glad you added the last part. <laughs> that sounded bad. <laughs> yeah. My brain is. Yeah. She's like, we no, can save you. Um, and, but she can tell that she's connected to this bird because, again, she was very strongly connected to Blake. Um, I think it's interesting that she can tell that she has connections to other people and that they're secondhand. But, like, Evan doesn't necessarily have those. I don't know. Hmm. Um, but, yeah, I think I'm ha- I'm currently happy that she saves Evan and I'm also worried. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll see. Um, I'm sure you thought this was the last part. But the actual last part <laughs> we come up to is... An er perspective. Yeah. <laughs> Which that's fucking interesting, right? Yeah. So the funny thing was on my, so I, I read this, you know, at the beginning of the week and then I read it um, earlier today to like do notes and I forgot that the or part happened on my second read through and I thought that like we were done with the chapter and then I see or and I was like, what? So I got the like fun surprise twice. Um, <laughs> that's funny. So yeah, so I mean, I it's like Ur is trying to break out. Um, there's there's a whole thing about like there's the part of the wall that's gonna break, and then there's the binding, and those things are separate and whatever. Um, the wall is gonna break in a couple of years. The binding is gonna break in about a decade. Um, and Ur will have babies to unleash on the world. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so Orr's babies, one of Orr's babies murdered Blake (laughs) because of the fucking rebar. I was like, ooh, creepy, like tiny hand as part of the whatever. But no, it wasn't just a tiny hand. It was a tiny baby. Tiny demon baby. Who murders you. Oh, which is actually kind of great. So, uh, there's three moats or babies. I think moats are like pre-imps, right? Maybe. Um, yeah, I think so. And so there's three of them and they look like human babies. One of them has horns. One of them has tufts of spiky fur. And one of them is smooth and bald, which reminded me of Pose a bit. Um, but they're all like, you know, little dark blob things that look like babies and that are three quarters of the way done. Um, <laughs> ah, um, I mean, it's hard for me to not be like, oh, little babies. No, they're actually I love- really... It's cute and awful. Like, the babies. <laughs> like, that's a good way to trick people. Just, like, leave some cute little little babies and 
that look all innocent that you want to go cuddle and they'll make you fucking disappear from existence (laughs) and they'll eat you and get all big um that's right bubbles i love babies 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 okay so then i think ultimately god i don't know okay this is where i'm like wildbo's not wildbo's trying to fuck with me but he's not fucking with me right (laughs) i say confidently um because we start this chapter off with the whole like demons can't create shit if they're creating anything it's an illusion right and then it's like or is having children um but i mean i grandma rose notes specifically that uh i wrote it down i wrote it down oh the demon spawning is an illusion right um and so you know or demon of the first choir this spawning these three babies is an illusion that our minds don't understand. <laughs> the thing is, or this isn't a demon of the first choir and therefore question mark, question mark, Blake is retrievable. But like, no, right? Because grandma Rose is like, if they spawn, it's an illusion. And this thing definitely ate Blake and destroyed everything. <laughs> um, I think mm. I was thinking into it too much and trying to like pair these pieces of the, chapter because the chapter is sort of like a um got a word that i should remember what is the like like the math thing that a parabola <laughs> or a bell curve or something um where we start with these like short kind of weirder esoteric thing about demons right and it matches up with the or part at the end and then we have this like isadora at the scene thinking about shit which matches up with rose at the scene thinking about shit at the end um, the eye burning everything down, right? Matches up with the shepherd whining about his life. The, <laughs> the Diana, right? And the fight matches up with the sisters and the fight. And then yeah. in the middle is fucking Duncan. Fucking Duncan. Who exists. Um, <laughs> oh God, now I'm realizing, are there seven sections of this chapter? They don't line up to the seven choirs. I don't care. Okay. Um, <laughs> I can't do this right now. If they light up to the seven choirs, um, you know what's unrestful? Being a new mom. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm fucking confused. Are you are you saying? Are you, I'm trying to do some literary analysis where I match the seven parts of this chapter to the seven choirs of are demons. Are you trying to say Earth the seventh choir? <laughs> yeah, I mean almost. Ur is pregnant. Yeah, but Ur's also a demon already, so yeah. Like But like like narratively in this section we're talking about babies, right? (laughs) Are you saying that Ur is Ur's babies are gonna act like normal babies? Where they're gonna be fucking pooping and crying. He's got three of them. Thank goodness he's got multiple limbs. Like, what's he gonna feed the babies? Just hope that more weird people just wander in so you can eat feed them apparently it's been working out fairly well sick and are they gonna just have colic maybe and just cry all night and like (laughs) how's he gonna get any rest or she i guess i really want fan fiction of or with the three babies just having a real fucking hard time (laughs) or a nice family photo um, I, I think I think having I, I think seeing her like just looking really stressed out, juggling three babies while like on the phone and like trying to cook dinner. Oh I mean, God, obviously, so that's fucking just, good. Just makes 
Yeah. And then I don't know if I said your, fan fiction or fan art. And then I getting fan like, art, but fan fiction really also like. Fine. I I think fan art because I'm just like yeah. getting really exasperated because they accidentally like erase something from existence that they wanted to use. <laughs> and- <laughs> oh my god! Like babies like pushing things and wanting you to pick them up, but like <laughs> like or can't bring it back. So yes. <laughs> I like how they try to put every fucking thing in their mouth, in their mouth. and instead of choking, they're just gonna like erase it from existence. And it's like, don't no, don't don't try to eat. <sighs> yeah, the rebar. Um, yeah. yeah, the like, rebar is like that. its little like um, it, like a, a rattle, a rattle. Something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is not where I thought this conversation was gonna go, but that's great. Um. Yeah, because I mean, the first one, right, would be talking about darkness, uh, chaos, which Isadora hates. That's also babies. Um. Here, wait. I'm actually gonna try to do this. What are the seven choirs? <laughs> uh, where's a place I can find this without it being spoiled? Can you look up the seven choirs of demons for me? Uh, hold on. Let's see. We've got. All right. Number one's choir of darkness. Okay. Yeah. So. That's Grandma Rose talking about the void, which is what the Choir of Darkness is all about. Holy well, shit, I'm looking at all these, and all of these can be related to children. Um, <laughs> I feel like, <laughs> in one way or another. Oh, um, God. Okay, Choir of Darkness. <laughs> um, you know, okay, second one. I- I'm not going to even explain anything. I'm just going to read them, and then uh-huh. everyone can come to their own conclusion. Choir of Chaos, number two. Right, so Isadora hates chaos. Her whole thing is to like prevent chaos from happening. She wants order, and she wants to find the answer. She wants to solve the riddle, right, of the universe. Um, mm-hmm. So um, Blake not existing anymore is bad for her because chaos. Okay, Choir of Ruin, number three. The eye. This is kind of working. Um, mm-hmm. Is burning <laughs> Toronto down? Holy shit! Okay, number four is Choir of Madness. I'm also realizing that I think there's wait one. Oh no, there's nine sections. This was a waste of time. <laughs> no, we gotta we gotta keep going. Wait, no, wait, okay. Um keep going. Madness, uh you uh go crazy when you don't sleep. <laughs> just like babies. Alright. Um so let me just say for ruin, they'll ruin your fucking house. It's chaotic. <laughs> With like children screaming, and then just when they're, I don't know, darkness, could you say babies sleeping or just fuck where they come from? They're like, and it's not actually pitch black because it's like you do get some light through to your womb, but like it's pretty much dark in there, and they go out to the daylight. Um, all right, this one makes fucking sense too. Number five, choir of the feral, <laughs> fucking feral ass children. Um, six, choir of sin um just they misbehave and you have to teach them to not misbehave i guess or you could be like i don't know you could go on some other directions there but uh i won't go there (laughs) number seven last but not least unrest yeah choir of unrest um again (laughs) yeah self-fucking explanatory there so uh choirs of demons or just like different aspects of owning of, of, like of being a parent yeah <laughs> oh, i love it i'm a little bummed that it didn't work out with the the chapter sections but yeah around feral it really fell apart because like i mean i guess duncan's Which feral makes... i don't know <laughs> and then sin there's the sisters there's the shepherd and there's rose i mean rose is a bitch so there we go 
There you go. I mean, it was a good try. We all appreciate the thought. Um, you know, if it would have been really cool if it worked. And I'm looking forward um, to the people who are like, wait, there's only or there's nine sections in the chapter in like Discord, and then they'll be like, oh, okay, you figured it out. <laughs> oh, you figured it out. Just you did it while you were recording, which you know, some other, yeah, yeah some other great like you know podcasts probably would not wait till their actual recording to figure it out. But my, it's brain, kind of fun to do it this way, right? My brain actually works a lot better when I'm talking. Um, I process Me too, things by man. talking a lot more. Um, so this is a great medium, but also means that like stuff is not finalized. <laughs> I agree. Those people who just can sit and like think about stuff, I don't get it. Like it, yeah, I don't understand. I mean, yeah, I need to. If I'm really gonna think through things, I need to like think it out loud. Unfortunately, a lot of times when I do that, people don't realize that I'm actually thinking about it as I'm talking about it, and right. so they'll like it. Just yeah, it it makes for some conversations and things where I kind of have to be like, uh, where they, they like correct me on things. I'm like, I was getting to that conclusion in my brain and I just hadn't quite gotten there yet. But anyway, <laughs> um, but yeah, so the, what is Er going to name his babies or her babies or their babies? Do demons name their babies or do the babies name themselves? Uh... Let's, spe- let's speculate on their specific flavors so there's the horns one that's a weird fucking way there's to say the that fur one, and there's the smooth and bald one right so we've gotten a taste of other darkness demons in the first bit who have like lanterns and they shatter your eardrums so you hear the screams of nothingness forever or whatever and the poison um i'm assuming here this is my this is this is a uh hypothesis hypothesis blah, blah, blah. um i think the bigger demons grow the longer their name gets mm, i love it because otherwise because poos you know right he's an imp right a name or obviously had a longer name before he ate or they ate it I don't right know. um so maybe they maybe they just pick like a, a beginning syllable. letter or a <laughs> syllable yeah oh a letter yeah um well, the shepherd had three children whose names were <laughs> Bernie, Laurel, and Andrew. So it's gonna be B L and A, B L A, which is pretty close to V L A. So you think the <laughs> the er er like the kids like uh sure the Kennetiers are always children. Yeah, that's where I'm going. <laughs> All right, um, that. That's, uh, okay. Well, that's not where I was fucking going, but all right. The Kenneteers are Ur's kids. Um, that's so wrong in so many ways, but we're gonna, I'm gonna keep going with it because it's well, kind of funny. Well, you know, like B-L-A and then V-L-A. Yeah, no. That's, yeah. So what were you so, thinking that I was saying? I don't even remember because that was just really funny to me that you said that. Um, so we'll, we'll replace it with V-L-A. Um, if you had to pick... Okay, so one has horns, one spiky fur, one smooth and bald. Which Kenneteer matches up with which demon baby? <gasps> okay. Um, <laughs> I think that Lucy has the spiky fur, right? She, especially at the beginning of the story, was much pricklier. Hmm, um, okay. I think that Avery has horns because deer and because sports. <laughs> I okay. don't know. 
like a like a bull running into yeah and then verona's like this smooth impressionable baby who wants to suck in all of the magical knowledge there she's a blank slate hmm. in regards to the practice <laughs> That's very interesting. I actually had different picks. Ooh, ooh, go. <laughs> okay, so I was picking Verona for the Tufts of Spiky Fur because mm. mostly fur and like she wants mm. to be a cat all the time. Um, I was picturing Lucy just for horns just because mm. those would still like be defensive. And I think of Avery as like the least like prickly one the mo- sure, more, sure. most approachable one so that's why i'm like smooth and bald like easy to not get like you know poked totally all right that all right that was weird um but <laughs> that's cool um makes makes no fucking sense yeah anyone yeah be aware of the pale spoilers so we're gonna talk about weird shit like that <laughs> uh. Yep. All right. You heard it um, here first. You heard it here first. Oh, fuck. It's ridiculous. I feel like there was some um s- some prediction someone had about them being like not like having been placed in those families and not actually being the children of whatever, but I don't remember the details of that prediction and I think this one's funny. <laughs> Are you saying so you're saying like Wild Bow said that like you could read like them both separately because they weren't gonna relate to each other, but you're saying secretly like these like they were demon babies like placed in these families, but obviously they're good, so they're like rebel demon babies. So they don't wanna be like normal demon babies. It's they wanna even be better. like <laughs> the um I mean, sense. Eloise exists, right? And we just never mention the fact that she's a Duchamp. We just move on. And like Toronto, we just we just move on. Yeah. But like everyone who's Red Pack knows. Like, we pretty much all knew, like, immediately. Like, we're like, okay, this is a blonde girl who's engaged. Like, that, you know. <laughs> who's engaged? I love that. Like, honestly, yeah. we're like, Duchamp. yeah. <laughs> yeah, Duchamp. And, and then looking at her practice, then that was just like, oh, well. There you go. Obviously. <laughs> that's funny that you didn't even know, like, you knew without even me. knowing the practice. Like, that's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> At least for me, I just assumed. I don't remember which one we learned first, but I remember, like, being like, oh, I bet she's a Duchamp. And then just <laughs> being like, oh, yeah, Enchantress. Tra- <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's amazing. <laughs> um, all right. Do we have anything else to say about Ur and the adorable babies? <laughs> babies. Um yeah just that either like i should ignore this because this is a spawning and i can't understand it with my mind or that this isn't really a demon of the first choir something 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 but i don't think it's that one and i think i'm just gonna be slightly confused forever about why we read a classification text and not just a whatever text <laughs> it's fine because it's cool to learn about demons that's true and then just i mean i think it was i think a lot of it is to kind of go over like first choir, like in terms of what they can do and all that. So I don't understand the spawning quite as much. But on the other hand, like you'd think that, I mean, I'm not sure if that, because you'd think that like there'd have to be some spawning for all choirs for like moats and stuff. Because otherwise, like there would just be like one. One. Yeah. Which doesn't make sense. So I feel like, yeah, there sure. has to be a way to. So I'm like, maybe, maybe she meant something a little bit different. 
than like making demon babies well like but like they can't create right that's their whole thing they just destroy so our well, brains just don't understand create it's like more dividing themselves up mm-hmm. i don't know or something sure um but babies can get bigger so i don't fucking know man babies it's like all right well everyone's probably just like wow that was like really <laughs> inaccurate and just fucking weird but that's all right that's fine um cool. so we're like we're at the end of the arc Woo! so um what does void mean and this is like a really like emo answer right here so go for it Leah. put void is the hole in my soul my heart my being and then i put blake is void blake is void blake is void blake just is like void. you write void out on like you know your checks and stuff that you've already cashed like mm-hmm. it's basically it's nothing. It's worth nothing. You it's know. nothing. It's nothing. Yeah. Um. Everyone's memories in life has a void. That's the familiar bond with sure. Evan is void. Um. Yeah. It seems pretty straightforward. Um. I mean, the thing that I guess I'm worried about is like if there's promises that the universe still remembers, but people don't, and so if anyone's gonna get like forsworn or whatever, it seems like if you promise something. And then you forget it because of external circumstances, and then you get forsworn. Like that really sucks. Um, mm-hmm. Which led me to like wonder about like practitioners with dementia and stuff. Like what happens? <sighs> mm, that's an interesting thought. Like I, we haven't really seen that I can think of any like old practitioners. We've seen like middle aged practitioners, but what happens to old practitioners? <laughs> Maybe not a lot of practitioners get old. Oh, that's interesting and sad. Um, Grandma Rose was old. She was old. She was, she a was super old. Sharp bitch. Yeah. She was on top that of it. That was a long pause. She was on top of it. Um, <laughs> Just, yeah. Um, She's, um, yeah. I feel like I was going to anyway. say something, but I can't think right now. Ugh. It's all right. Probably wasn't important. And if it is, I'll just shout it randomly in the middle of the rest of the podcast. Cool. Cool. Give your next question. Oh, I thought you were still going. I guess you did read the, the Alzheimer's part. Okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> that was your last note on that. So, um, all right. Where is the story going from here? Okay, I have to be honest <laughs> um, and say that Wild Bo spoiled something for me. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, so I don't normally do this, and I will really try never ever to do it again. But um, I scrolled down to the comments. Um. They do this in Deep Impact sometimes, so they look at old comments. Sure. And uh, the first one's normally Wildbo being like, hey, y'all, I've had a week. Here's some whatever. And then a bunch of people doing like typos. And so this first one was Wildbo being like, hey, y'all, I've had a week, but I've scheduled four Maggie chapters and they're all going to come out. (laughs) So we're going to get four Maggie chapters. Uh, well, I mean, to be fair, I wouldn't have thought that that would spoil anything. So um, it's probably not a big deal. Right. I mean, I, I speculated a lot last week about what was going on. So I think like those predictions were all still pretty fresh. But so, yeah, so I'm assuming we're going to move to third person perspective. Um, and that'll be how it is for the rest of the story. Um, and I think we're going to bounce around um, between Maggie, Rose, um, Again, maybe like Alexis or 
Ty or Tiffany or all of them. Um, okay. Do you think it's going to be like a person per arc or like just bouncing the hell around? I don't know. Um, my, yeah. So, I mean, we've, I've read Worm and Ward and now Pale and now Pact, right? And, and they all mm-hmm. have like definitions of whose perspective you're in, right? Like Worm and Ward, you're in the first person perspective of the main character. Um, and then there's interludes. Um, and so far in Pact, you're either in the first person perspective of the main character or there's interludes. And in Pale, you're in the third person perspective of one of the three protagonists or there's interludes. Um, and so I don't fucking know. Um, it'd be kind of cool maybe to do an arc, um, like character per arc. But on the other hand, I could see a situation where it would be useful to be able to switch back and forth between like Rose and Maggie and Duncan or whatever, like fairly quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, and like, so- are there still interludes? What are we even doing? I don't know. Um, I guess I'm curious. What do you think that like they're going to be talking about with Maggie? Um, I think we're going to find out what the fuck is happening. <laughs> okay. I mean, I think she left. Well, she either left to go home to Jacob's Bell, or she left to like fuck off on her new life of adventure with the whatever that's possessing her. Um, <laughs> just starts a whole new story altogether. <laughs> like- I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, because yeah, there are things in Toronto that I feel like I would like resolved and ought to be resolved. And if we all like, if all the characters just fuck back to Jacob's Bell, um, you know, how am I going to find out what happens to Diana? And how am I going to find out, you know, yeah. who B L and A are? And um. <laughs> Oh my gosh! I meant the shepherd's children because I can't remember the, oh, okay. their names: <laughs> Benny and demon. Andrew and okay. whatever the fuck. All right. Um, and yeah, and then fucking Ur. Like, is are we just done? Is the Splinter just like doing the parent duties? And you know, other verse three is about dealing with that. Like, what? Um, because they're not coming out until twenty twenty three or twenty twenty four, approximately of the binding. Um, all right, you guys, we got a year or two. <laughs> Sweet. Before Ontario Before is destroyed. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I just, I don't know. Cause oh God, I don't know. I could see it where we just fuck off now, but also that's a huge thing to sort of leave in a factory. Um, I feel like you want something more specific. Um, I, I don't, Okay. I don't think it's going to be one perspective per arc. I don't really know why, but I I don't think so. I don't know what we're doing from this point on. Maybe okay. we only get textbooks as interludes. <laughs> okay. Are we only? Um, yeah. What do you think, like, Rose is going to do? I guess, like, what her goal is and, like, I don't know. What are they going to do when they get back? Um, I mean, she needs to... I mean, I think she wants to keep the house. Um... And to do that, she has to fulfill the requirements of the will. She needs to get married. She needs to get a familiar, a domain, and an implement. She needs to attend the council meetings. That'll be a shit show. (laughs) Um, Or I guess she didn't have to attend the council meetings because Molly didn't. Um, But, you know, like, oh, she has to make the karma level go down. Um, And she has to live. So I think that Rose is going to be trying to build up power and doing major rituals 
Um, I don't know how Rose factors into Grandma's like master plan with Eamon to like fuck the system or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it almost seemed like their plan was to just like free their descendants of certain constraints and be like, "Lol, have fun." Um, but I think that Rose knows more than she has told Blake about what she's supposed to do in her life. So I don't know. Okay. All right. We're going to move on to our pale and comparison section. Um, and it looks like you kind of want to d- compare um, this chapter to the most recent pale interlude, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, I, so the most recent pale interlude is 18.a, um, which is Luna Hare, um, the British street, Witch, and um, Dom Driscoll. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Wildbo does a really fun sort of thing at the beginning of each one of those sections where they talk about like basically that character's conception, um, and describe it in these like really interesting kind of fantastical terms about, you know, like there was an idea and it was like broken down and it managed to escape these things and do these other things and it flitted out into like the vast recesses of nothing and then it was like tangled up in these other things and then this woman drew a dropped a diagram, you know, like just like and this little um, girl with a bunny mask popped into existence. Right. Yeah. And um and same with like the British Street Witch, it's just like, oh, the violence and the blur and then the thing and and it's a nodded place and people, you know, just and then the 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 human being conceived, right? Where it's like, you know, thousands of like men like like speeding through a flesh cave like blind and unable to see and like one of them makes it and like you know just like really funny um and great to describe (laughs) um conception in those terms um and um yeah i mean it's not like a super one-to-one of this interlude to that interlude um but they both start with these interesting um kind of removed explanations of things like grandma talking about first choir demons and speculating on the nature of the universe um and then with these other three chunks um they both have multiple perspectives um and they're both kind of filling a role of pushing the plot um i mean the luna hair section is really i think about like this is what cadet found is like um mm-hmm. The Bitter Street, which is, you know, obviously Wildbo does stuff with character and theme and a lot of other things all the time, but that one, it's like, here's some random prophecies. Like, yeah. Have fun in community. And also, like, you know, fuck Edith. Um, and then it's like, oh, Dom's adorable and I hope he doesn't become horrible. And like, are we gonna have fun with a bunch of practitioners on a path or something? Um, and this one is also like, we are setting, we're setting up where everyone is at um, for the next section of the story. We're doing like a broad kind of check-in of how are a bunch of different um, sections and factions doing um, that aren't necessarily from the perspective of the main character before we like move on deeper into this thing. Mm. Um, Yeah. Okay. Oh, cool. Yeah. All right. I like it. Um, Now part we're all been waiting for um, Malia's bold and specific prediction or or predictions. (laughs) We'll see. Um, so I wrote something down and then I basically reversed myself. So I'm going to just like, I'm going to stick to what I landed on eventually. But so first I wrote that Rose will take Evan as her familiar. And then I was like, wait, maybe someone else will. Because she does say we can fix that. Um, and I went back and forth between like, does Rose want this bird? Because 
she needs a familiar and she wants to tie things to herself or something. <laughs> but then also she was like, like a little boy spirit is lame and not powerful enough. Um, and so I'm kind of thinking <laughs> that, well, I'm hoping that Ty will take Evan as a familiar because that'd be funny. Um, but maybe Alexis will take Evan as a familiar or Tiffany. I don't know. I'm kind of thinking it won't be Rose, but it will be one of them. Okay. Um, I want to ask, like, do you think that the only way that they can save Evan from dying is to take him as a familiar? Um, I mean, maybe they could turn him into a ghost sparrow. Because I'm like, they probably don't know that he was a familiar before, right? Um, I think that Rose can maybe kind of figure it out. Um, but also, okay. this reminds me both of Snowdrop and Avery, right? Like, a big part of the reason why Avery took Snowdrop as her familiar um, then was to prevent Snowdrop from dying, right? To pause her natural lifespan um, and to suspend her development. Um, hmm. It also reminds me of a Wheel of Time thing. Uh, spoilers for the Wheel of Time. Um, somebody essentially familiar bonds a human, which is a thing that you can do in this universe, um, to prevent them from dying. They're like really unstable and they think they're going to die. And so the person like bonds them and um, it saves them. Um, and maybe they could have done other things in that situation, but uh, this one worked. <laughs> I just think it's kind of interesting because like a familiar is usually compared to getting married, right? Uh-huh. So I think it's kind of interesting that you think Rose, out of everyone, sees this random bird who can talk, um, and the bird says, "We're di- I'm dying, and her saying, we can fix that, and you think, like, that has to mean Rose is going to take this strange, like, the stranger bird that she's never met, and immediately go bonded through for life. the equivalent, <laughs> yeah, be bonded for life. Um, and this is Rose. I'm not saying you're wrong. I just think it's kind of interesting. That's your initial thought. Well, that's why I don't, I think Rose is going to like try to convince or convince someone else to do it or something. I don't know. Um, so this is on a timer then for yep. a familiarship. So she, th- you think that she's going <laughs> to peer pressure someone to take Evan, who again is still a stranger in terms of a bird as a familiar, basically for life. Uh, yep. <laughs> All right, I, it's bold. I mean, it's I not like, like turn him into a zombie or something. I don't know. Like, like he needs a way to stop disintegrating, and I don't. I can't think of a good way to do that. That's not. Bad. That's not a familiar thing. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um. Well, uh, our previous discussion question um did not get any answers. I'm not. I'm honestly not surprised because it was mainly Malia just kind of despairing, and that's why None she of wrote you were bad people or something. Yeah, what was the question? It was like, uh, have you ever read a story that made you change your perspective so much you thought you were a bad person or something? Yep, pretty much. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, <laughs> not surprised uh, that we didn't get any answers for that. Um, this week, uh, our news discussion question is pick a, pa- a character from Pale. Um, I'd say or Pact if you haven't read Pale. Um, if you're reading Pact, I'd say that's fine to do this too. Um, and pick a tarot card or tarot card, whatever, um, 
that matches them and tell us about it. Yeah, like Blake and the Fool. Um, I mean, yeah, I was gonna put Pact, but then I was like, uh, future spoilers. But also, like, if you can do it without future spoilers and or yeah. whatever, like, go for it. Yes, obviously, don't spoil or anything. Um, or spoiler tag all your stuff, and I just won't read the spoilery things. Yeah, sounds like a plan. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe, share it with your friends, and leave a rating and review. To help support our podcast, go to patreon.com slash doofmedia. If you'd like to support Wildbow as he continues to write fantastic stories, go to patreon.com slash wildbow. You can follow the pod on Twitter at Pale Comparison or send us an email at paleincomparisonpod at gmail.com. Keep an eye out for our Reddit thread in r slash parahumans, where you can answer our discussion question and share your thoughts on this episode. In addition, if you would like to see almost all of my predictions laid out, check out our episode description for a link to a prediction tracker. Next episode, we will be covering chapters 8.1 and 8.2. All right. Um, fun fact that Malia didn't know until today. Um, German chocolate cake was not invented invented in Germany. It was invented in Texas. And it actually has nothing to do with Germany. Um, <laughs> German chocolate cake was named after its maker, Sam German. Which is nuts! <laughs> <laughs> Which, I oh, mean... It's so funny. It's really funny, but it makes a lot more sense in terms of the taste of German chocolate cake because there's nothing German about that at all. It's sweet as fuck. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of like Black Forest cake, I'm pretty sure is like actually German. And that's like a mm -hmm. chocolate cake with like berries and shit. Yeah, but yeah it's not just like, it's not anywhere near rich as fuck. Yeah, like German <laughs> chocolate cake is like hardcore. Um, but yeah, Texas, I can see it. <laughs> it's fucking good, though. All right. Have a good week, guys. Bye. Bye.